six, and we got your fix. Swagzilla Zero G. It's me, it's me, it's the OSFD. SOPs for week six standard operating procedures time, Swags. And uh, a big theme today is going to be F the tight ends, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Seriously, screw tight ends. Like, I'm so. Kinda, right? I mean, before the show, we were talking about it a little bit because we, we felt like we were struggling to find, like, tight end to throw in for the waiver wire ads and the move might be just to not to yep <laughs> and i mean they're fluky as hell anyway i think that we have to somehow remind ourselves that they're tight ends they're freaking tight ends right there's always been an antonio gate there's been gronk there's been kelsey, kelsey of the now shares a little bit with mark andrews but then you even have mark andrews week four like almost a no-show not really helping you as much as you intended him to and then you get Hawkinson week five or week four disappears week five and they're just fluky man they're tight ends that's that's their role yeah unless you're like Kelsey that you know I don't know they're tight ends that's exactly it like I so I had somebody ask me like you know so they had taken advice from the SOPs picked up Tyler Conklin and and then I, I mean want, he, I don't know if I want to talk about Tyler Conklin, <laughs> man. I know I, he got he goose egged, uh, and in a game where they put up over thirty points, like it's, who who are we talking? Who can we give this person a shout out? Whoever you are, I want you to know I also <laughs> listened to our advice and I made a trade for Tyler Conklin in Dynasty last week. Yeah, Sat Kittle. And started Tyler Conklin, and I got that same donut you got. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So I I know that he tries to stay super anonymous. So uh, so I won't shout him <laughs> out. But... I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> yeah. Swags feels your pain. But he was asking me in the middle of that of that goose egg performance. He's like, "What the hell do I do at tight end? Like, it, it, I'm not going anywhere with a guy who's, you know, who doesn't have a floor." And I was like, "Okay, well." The good news is everybody in your league, except for whoever has Kelsey and whoever has Andrews, is living the exact same life. Yeah, like, so true. There's, there's nobody else who feels great about their tight end. like Because those are the only two guys that have any kind of floor. And even, like you said, Andrews is still capable of a no-show. I mean, I think Kelsey's got that in him, too. The thing is, like, you're going to start those guys, and then if they goose egg you, you're going to be okay with it because, like, it's not going to que- make you mm-hmm. question your tight end. Yep. Those are the only two guys that get that type of gravitas. Yeah. Right? So everybody else, every other tight end is, you know, it's the exact same game. It's the exact same player just with a different name and a different jersey. So yeah, there's kind of no point in trying to chase it, it, you know, we're, I, and we're even going to talk about some names, but it's still just like, yeah, forget no, about so it. Seriously. Like create your advantage in another position. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's what I was going to say. I'll try to be quick with this, but so this is my longest running dynasty league. Mm-hmm. You're going to hate that. It's a one quarterback league, John, but not important, <laughs> not important for this conversation. So I am five and oh, I have high points. I have never had a good tight end in this league. I've been fishing for one, the length of it. And I I mean, it's my longest running league at this point. So I've been fishing for a tight end 
and after this and and but I'm undefeated this year. I've had a strong team most years, honestly. And I'm still fishing for a tight end and th- it took me years and this week to be like, why am I fishing for a tight I've wasted so many assets and and I'm doing fine. I get that, but I've wasted so many assets trying to get a tight end for this team to keep me afloat, but my team's doing fine. Even with a donut from Tyler Conklin, I am done like yeah. wasting equity on the next guy. I'll, I'll pay up for the guy like Kelsey or somebody, but man, I'm done trying to find the next guy. And even then, like you, you get it, you finally get it fixed. And then next year it starts all over anyways. Yeah. Like it was a, it was, it was kind of an eye-opening thing. I talked to Debro, Derek Brown, uh, over the off season, and was kind of talking about you know running backs and how you need to churn them, how you need to keep turning them over every year because, you know, it's a different crop of running backs who produce each season, essentially. You know, there it's not a just like a this sustainable thing very often with most of them. And he said it's the same thing at tight end. And I was just like, well, like it was kind of mind blowing. But I was like, actually, like, come to think of it. When's the last time, you know, besides Kelsey, that we had somebody that, you know, we were sure, you know, like we put this guy in the top, the top two, top three, whatever. And he just kind of stayed there for, you know, for several seasons in a row. Like we had Darren Waller you know last year and then he was i mean he dropped off for us before that it was kittle and he hadn't he hasn't really done anything since his rookie year and then you know before that it was zach Ertz. it's like every year there's there's an it guy that we elevate all the way into the top two or three into that elite status yeah and then but they never repeat it right yeah so anyway I, i don't agree with that completely at running back though I, I don't want to leave the show acting like sure. that's that you heard that from me or that, <laughs> that I was agreeable with that, like on the Superflex Super Show. Cause I'm not really, I mean, think about it. Like we hear the same names in our lineups unless they retire, or go away, or fade, or Todd Gurley us. But I yeah. mean, even the guys you don't like are you're starting Dave Montgomery, you're starting Josh Jacobs, you're, you might be starting Miles Sanders. Like all of these guys have been in our lineup since their rookie seasons and they stay there and they're producing points. Barkley, you might miss a season or two because of injury. Same with McCaffrey, but it's the same guys unless like you get a rookie in or some weird signing. We're not supposed to be talking about Eno Benjamin in a fun (laughs) way. You know, like it's not, I I don't agree with that one bit. Okay. Yeah. So is that zero? Is he a zero? I like Derek, but is he a zero RB guy? Because that that's just. And uh, I agree with like turning your roster, staying competitive, yeah. um, value changes, but points don't. Yeah, I was gonna say I think that 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 it fits better with zero RB. Which, by the way, I don't think zero RB is a is a viable strategy, and this is part of the reason why because you do have to keep addressing it over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that at the top end, the running backs are really kind of, uh, you know, it, 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 it is sustainable. We've had Nick Chubb now for, you know, four seasons. We've had Alvin Kamara for five seasons. Like these guys are still viable. Um, it's, it's a shorter shelf life than uh than you know wide receiver sure, if we're talking but, about shelf life um that's yeah. tough to argue but it's still 
my my point is it's the same guys. Not yeah. I'm not arguing the length of their career, but I mean yeah. it's still Dalvin Cook. Like you know what I mean? We're still talking about Kareem Hunt, Joe Mixon. It's the same guys. Yeah, totally. I think the other thing that the other place that that kind of comes from is like if you're chasing running back one overall upside, which is what we should be doing. Mm-hmm. Like that's what wins championships. You like if you had Jonathan Taylor last year, the move would have been to move off of him. Um, and and you know what? Like he he's he would have been fine for you, but yeah, uh, wouldn't have that in his range of outcomes again, and at least not this season. Yeah, um, you potentially could have got the piece that got Brees Hall plus plus, or you could have right. last year you could have had Swift in a first. Yeah, or something like that. You know, you could have split your stocks on that completely. I, I am absolutely you probably could have you with probably, you there. Yeah, you probably could have come away with Barkley, Saquon yeah. Barkley, and Brees Hall for Jonathan Taylor. Yep. And yeah, right so now, I don't mind those moves at all. I the, yeah. my only thing was just kind of saying like they're all the, it's it's the same names. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's just so it's, to hate, it's dude. Like it's yeah. it's so weird to me how. I don't know, and I, I don't even know if, like, the life's that much shorter as you want it to be, like, for the studs. I'm talking studs. Like, it's not like you care about – man, I'm, I'm trying to think of some good examples, but it's not like you care a ton about Marvin Jones right now. He's still right. producing points, you know. He's never been a stud in our eyes, but it's not like you care about him. Yeah, I, I don't know. So the, some of these guys, everybody's not going to be Cooper Cup or these guys that I mean, look about look at like all the 29 to 31 year old wide receivers that we want to act like are giving us such a long shelf life as we're starting like 26 year old, almost 27 year old Nicholas Chubb a year or two behind them, dude. Like and I'm waiting like three to five years for my wide receivers to hit. And then as soon as they hit, they're too old for me. So I'm trading them away anyway. Like it's just, um, yeah, yeah. that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Man, like we could, we could take, it's not that much of a difference. Like what are you getting out of a stud wide receiver? Like one more year, two more years, Right. Like nobody cares about fricking people don't even like Michael Thomas because he's too old. Keenan Allen's too old for you, and I don't know, man. <laughs> well, and, it's not and, what the show's supposed to be about. I mean, the the bigger issue that I've really kind of clung to over the last you know couple seasons is the fact that even if the even if that wide receiver does what you say he's going to do, and you know hold that value, you know, for, for, you know, seven years or whatever, kind of hit that peak in year two, year three, and then sustain a like plateau over the next seven years, which I, I mean, that that's a little bit of a myth, but even mm-hmm. if that happened, I can still replace that guy. Like Antonio Brown was it, like, that was pretty sustainable for, you know, over a three, four year period. And you could just kind of lock him in as your wide receiver one and you didn't have to address the position again. The problem is I still could have replaced him really, you know, pretty easily, or at least got close to replacing his scoring with another player. And then, you know, and then taking the value off of the top and, 
and upgraded another position. So like it's, it's, that's the, the bigger issue for me is like, even if they are sustainable, it just doesn't matter because <laughs> there's too many of them. <laughs> like, Wide receivers don't matter. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and they do, you want, you want them to score points, but there's lots of them that score points. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Even though they don't matter, we're going to, we've got a few of them to talk about for priorities uh, for week six. And uh, actually, I think one of them matters very much. Um, and one of them somewhat, one of them matters a lot more than Swags would like to admit. <laughs> so we're going to jump in, but we're going to start with just make sure they're rostered, super shallow leagues, redraft leagues. Kenneth Walker still is available in about half of Yahoo leagues, as I believe you said. 46% before the waiver's clear. Yeah, which I, a, lot of, a lot of analysts are going to be talking about this week. Kenneth Walker is a top priority, and I just have a feeling that this is another one where you know a lot of our listeners are going to go to waivers to look for him, and he's been rostered probably all I hope all so, season. man. Yeah. It's ridiculous that he is a waiver wire ad to me, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. I, I did a free-for-all Friday when I was starting to notice Kenneth Walker's roster ship, ownership, whatever you feel is cool. He, he, he was dipping down, and I said, please, please, please do not let this guy get under 50% rostered. It's ridiculous. Like, be patient. And then, boom, like, he's a waiver wire ad now. That's ridiculous. Yeah, honestly, to me, like that's just. I yep. mean, you're picking up guys that you had weird hope in, or hanging on to Allen Robinson when Kenneth Walker was sitting there for you for the taking. <laughs> right, but yeah, the the tough part with Kenneth Walker to me, I think that you add him, and then you probably want to trade him. You want yeah, him. John's got him as a He's, sell, and and I yeah. think that's ridiculous. <laughs> The 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 big you, problem is what are you going to sell him for? Oh, I don't I I don't know for sure. Um, I mean, if you were to to go to the whoever had and was starting Rashad Penny, I think you're going to get a pretty good return for Kenneth Watt. Like, I think that you're going to get a starter for him. And the the big issue with Kenneth Walker, I'll just get it out there now so that we can gloss over it when we get to the cells, but. The big issue is he's got basically the toughest schedule rest of season possible. So for a running back. So it's like, I don't think he's a must sell. I just think that you're going to end up, you know, going all in on fab to get him. And then you're not going to get that type of return for, from him in terms of production. So the only way to recover that is in value. That's, that's, my guess but again i don't think that you have to sell him i just think that that's that's going to be the way that you get the biggest return out of this and so my expectations john so you know like where i'm at with it when i say you're crazy is rb2 with weekly upside i'm not saying that you're getting an instant rb1 or anything like that here but i think you get mm -hmm. a, a weekly rb2 with rb1 upside yeah. Weekly. Is that something you would go all in on waivers for? I guess that's the question. Absolutely. Yeah. 100% of anything I have left. This, this, this is something that you would draft. This is, and so if it's something you should draft, it shouldn't be on waivers. So it's worth all I've got in my opinion. 
Yeah. This is something that there's probably at least three to four players that you can go and look at on your team that you would make the trade for. So yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely 100% in on Kenneth Walker, even if it's a block or if you feel closer to how John feels. Um, I haven't looked at the schedule, I'm not going to lie. And you want to move him. I still think it's a 100 of whatever you have left, you throw it in. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, yeah, that's, that's fair. That's how I feel. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, so because it sounds like so you're realistic about his outlook and that still puts you on that number. I'm good with that. What I'm not good with is the people who are going to go all in because they see, you know, a good a, a good running back prospect. There's no doubt about that. Consolidating that backfield with Rashad Penny out of the way, you know, and mm-hmm. and and doing the math in their head and seeing a running back one <laughs> available yeah. on waivers. And I think that know? sometimes that's just what they do. Like some, some people forget that there's only 12 of those and like mm-hmm. 12 wide receiver ones, 12 RB ones. And they're just like, Oh, he's got, he's a wide receiver one. And you're like, Oh, okay. But above which 20, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> so I totally hear what you're saying. If that's what you're hoping, maybe temper expectations, but RB twos are valuable in this game we play. So I don't totally. think that's bad that, that's kind of more our expectations. I don't think that that's us knocking him. I think it's just being more realistic. Yeah, that's fair. The other guy to make sure he's rostered, and I'm also going to talk about him as a buy, is Hayden Hurst. Even though we just got done crapping all over tight ends, <laughs> Hayden Hurst has pretty consistently been one of the top three options for that Bengals offense. Like, it usually comes uh, – he, he usually – takes it away from either chase or Higgins. But like what consistently has been happening is either chase or Higgins is the top target. And then, you know, Hayden Hurst is right there with the other guy for, for target share. So like at this point, even though I still don't think that, you know, I, I don't think that there's an advantage to be gained at the tight end position necessarily with Hayden Hurst. I do think that there's a little bit more sustainability to it. I think there's a little bit more of a floor to Hayden Hurst than most of your streamer type tight ends. And even more than that is just the fact that, you know, a lot of the guys who are, you know, not nearly as safe as Hayden Hurst yeah. are already rostered. It, yeah. Where he he in a lot of leagues he's going to be available on waivers, so it, you know I would I would make sure that he's uh, if he's available I would prioritize him. Yeah, and and not only that, but and we might mention this a couple times, so not to be a broken record off the get, but week six buys are starting, so you yep. might even have guys like maybe Hawkinson. I can think of really quick. Who else is on? Well. Waller's hurt Texans, anyway, but so, you might have yeah. Waller hurt or yeah, Texans are out as well. Um, but bye weeks are going to be starting, man. So start grabbing some of these guys. Yep, definitely. So let's talk about some players to add. We always, you know, this being the super flex super show quarterback focused, we always start with quarterbacks and there are three of them worth considering. Although I don't know how much we're going to prioritize any of these guys. So, just to run them down real quick, Skylar Thompson most likely is going to start for at least another week in Miami. 
now you've got Tua and Teddy Bridgewater both dealing with concussions. And there was a ton of fallout <laughs> after the Tua ones. Rightfully so. Yep. It was badly mishandled. I think they're going to overcorrect now. You know, I think they're going to they're going to be overly cautious with quarterback concussions, particularly in Miami, where yeah. they're under and a particularly microscope. Tua. Yeah, exactly. S- sorry, Teddy. And it, I but... mean, Teddy <laughs> suffered a pretty bad concussion to yeah. end his 2021 season. Yep. And then first snap, he gets taken down. Uh, and you know and he goes out with a concussion i mean i just i think they're going to handle those guys with kids gloves they're going to you know it's it's going to go beyond clearing the new and improved concussion protocol i think it's going to be you know they're they're sitting for a week longer than they necessarily should just for the optics of yep. it so i think skylar thompson is getting at least one start if not two uh bailey zappi has been uh, kind of took over almost immediately for Brian Hoyer, who had been um, who was on in relief of Mac Jones in New England. And Zappia actually is, I mean, they just <laughs> we don't have to talk too much about how that game went, but he was he was effective against Detroit. Um, and honestly, a guy that we both like, Jacoby Myers. He unlocked something in Jacoby Myers that none of these other quarterbacks have been able to over the last two years. So, uh, I don't know. So he he's effective, but I don't know how much you're gonna, you know, how long you're gonna get him. Right. And it's still just kind of not a real good offense, like a very low ceiling type of offense. And then finally, PJ Walker. Um. He so took over for Baker Mayfield when he went out with the ankle sprain. Um, it's it's likely a multi-week injury for Baker Mayfield. I don't know for sure that PJ Walker is the immediate backup. Sam Darnold is still there somewhere, but uh, PJ Walker was the guy who came in and uh, took over for Baker Mayfield. So, I mean. Our, our assumption here is that he starts in place of Baker Mayfield on uh, so, uh, it's, it's a team that just fired its head coach, offensive minded head coach. Mm-hmm. It's a team that could go fire sale pretty easily. And you could see a lot of your big name Carolina Panthers, uh, you know, offensive studs moving on to better situations and all of a sudden there's not a whole lot there for PJ Walker to work with, you know, uh, yeah. while he's learning yet another new system, by the way. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that there's a whole lot of upside there either, but all three of those guys likely available in a, in a lot of super flex leagues, both redraft and dynasty. Yeah. You want any of those guys? I mean, if I need any of those guys, I'm probably going to go after Skylar Thompson okay. first. And this is when I say if I need him, I also mean I'm starting this week. I'm not waiting. And it's just because of his weapons, even with, well, Tyreek might miss some time. But with Tyreek out, I think I, I don't mind Skylar Thompson to give me some points. I haven't looked up matchups either, though. That's pretty important with quarterbacks like this. That's so true. I I'm not either. super interested in any of these guys unless I absolutely do need them in a super flex format. 
Yeah. And I, I might even rather, like, if you are one of those teams, try to trade for Geno. Yeah. It shouldn't, it shouldn't cost much, honestly. And he's got a nice matchup this week. I do know that. One of the messages on the Super Show has always been, you need a quarterback at the Superflex position at all times. I kind of think PJ Walker might be an exception to that. <laughs> I might take just like about any really position not safe player. Floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I especially, like I said, I mean, with the chaos going on in Carolina, new coach, but interim head coach. Yeah. Um, you know, likely kind of transitioning the system a little bit. And then, yeah, I mean, especially if they start selling off some of these guys. Yeah. Like, if they if if they were to trade Christian McCaffrey to the Buffalo Bills, all of a sudden, you know, PJ Walker's floor just drops that much and like it just keeps going. Yep. And and so does the ceiling. I mean, there's already not a ton there, but it, you just start looking around and you're like, who's who is he going to throw to? Yeah. So Terrace yeah. Marshall. Yeah, exactly. Robbie Anderson. <laughs> she Smith finally. Is it she or shy? I don't even know. Just shy. <laughs> yeah. Um, running backs: Jalen Warren, Eno Benjamin, Tevin Coleman, Jarek McKinnon. So Jalen Warren actually uh, outsnapped Najee Harris. Like it's been trending in that direction for a while now where they're just turning it into more and more of a committee, which we've never seen from the Pittsburgh there's Steelers. There's got to be something wrong with Najee. I, I think there's some injury. I also I also just can't help but wonder if maybe Pittsburgh's throwing in the towel a little bit here mm. and trying to save Najee for, you know, a not rebuild year. Yeah, could be. Because right now, that's one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah. Like, top to bottom. So... Yeah, there, there's. I think that there could definitely be some strategy involved. Either way, Jalen Warren has been has been heavily involved. Uh, Eno Benjamin um, looks like he's probably going to be the starter without a whole lot of competition in Arizona. Uh, so James Conner dealing with an injury, uh, and then Daryl Williams also goes out with an injury. So you're kind of left with Eno Benjamin all alone in that backfield at the moment. Um, Keontae Ingram, I suppose, <laughs> might yeah. be somewhat involved at some point. Uh, Tevin Coleman, we had him as a next week this week, last week. <laughs> yeah, and a uh, good one. John's been nailing a lot of these, by the way. Yeah, that, that one had so much, like, that was so process-driven. Uh, you know, the, the return to San Francisco, he's worked with Kyle Shanahan most of his career. It was just, it just seemed like a slam dunk. He gets in the end zone twice, which, you know, mm -hmm. that's the type of thing that we typically fade. But uh, just his involvement, especially in the passing game, I think that could stick. And then Jarek McKinnon looked awesome. I don't know what the hell that was. Like he was yeah. so little, but he was running through tackles, not just arm tackles either. Like he had a guy backpacking him and he still just shook him off somehow. Like five foot eleven or whatever, little Jarek McKinnon, just like trucking dudes running through him. He had something like he had back to back carries for you know like thirty yards or something like yep. that. It, it was impressive, and uh, 
I, I, I just kind of think that Kansas City has been looking for a running back who is just going to give them, you know, some kind of some kind of juice, some kind of power, and some kind of credibility. They've been looking for that for the entire Pat Mahomes era. That's why we keep we you know I'm on Isaiah Pacheco. I'm I'm just kind of we're both just kind of constantly looking for. All right, who's the alternative to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Who right. finally gets them away from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Because he's he's fine, but he doesn't give them enough, you know, a, a left a, a, a enough electricity, yeah, to uh, to you know to really upgrade this offense. Yeah, maybe they found that with Jarek McKinnon, or at least you know they're going to chase it. So mm-hmm. that's the theory. Um, I mean, I think all of these guys are probably worth at least a minimum bid. So I think the the bigger question for me is how you're going to prioritize them. Man, so I think for me, of this group, I'm going to go with Eno. And, okay. and I'll tell you why. Like, part of it, like, I mean, I don't believe in James Conner to stay healthy. He's been banged up. He did play this last week, but I'm a little bit concerned about that. I think that we can see that the Cardinals are concerned about this as well. When you see Rondell Moore getting a touch out of the backfield week, what four for mm-hmm. negative yards, then week five, you got two more still for negative yards. They're trying to find somebody to touch this ball a little bit more because that guy's not on the team. Yeah. But for a seasonal format, you're trying to get some points this year. I think it is Eno Benjamin, and I, I don't think they're going to replace the position this year, honestly. So in a dynasty format, if you have these guys like deep on your benches or they're just sitting there, I, I think they're absolute sells. But in a seasonal format where you're trying to get points, give me some Eno Benjamin, uh, maybe even McKinnon. McKinnon might be the safest floor of the group. The 49ers backfield, I'm just staying away from. And then in probably three to five weeks, we'll get Elijah Mitchell back anyway. And I want these guys to to help me win at the end of the year. And I believe that that could be closer to McKinnon and Eno Benjamin than what we're seeing out of the 49ers backfield today. Yeah. Okay. So if you're the first place team, though, and... Uh, I, I mean, I guess it kind of depends on how your waivers work. I mm-hmm. still have leagues that do the, you know, the reverse standings theme. Yep. And so, I, like, I, for instance, I've got one team that's undefeated. And so I'm going to have the very last waiver priority. You know, Benjamin's going to be out of my reach. Um, I, I mean, Jerry McKinnon could potentially fall to me. But uh, assuming that th- neither of those guys make it to me, if you were if you were in my situation there, are you are you putting anything on Jalen Warren or Tevin Coleman? I'd probably go Tevin Coleman just a little okay. bit ahead of Warren because I do think he'll get some opportunities this next couple of weeks. Okay, cool. And, and yeah, I mean, I think that to your point and to sort of answer that question, I think all of these guys are worth a roster spot. Yeah, quite honestly, like I'm not uh, saying that anybody shouldn't be here just for me. I feel like Benjamin's the one that might help me the most. Yeah. It's a James Conner thing. And I'm just not with that. Yep. 
So yeah, I agree man, with tough, you. It's tough, dude. Like it's that none of them are sexy, but I think these guys could help your teams. And if Najee does get hurt worse, or if you're right about what they're doing, I mean, Jalen Warren is. I mean that I didn't even know that until you just said it. I didn't know Warren out snapped Najee, so I'm guessing a few other people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost makes you want to sell Najee, doesn't it? A, a little bit. It's it's getting harder and harder. Mm-hmm. But um, I did it a few weeks ago, man. Yeah, I I after uh, one of these shows, I was just like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> like we got to do it. <laughs> a friend of mine sold him for. Oh, I can't remember what the return was. It wasn't very good, but it it really kind of was a, and it, it was a redraft league. So mm-hmm. you know, dynasty, much different thing. But in a sure. redraft league, it was really kind of like I I would really just like to get him off my roster. It's a little bit of an addition by subtraction type of thing, and I've got players like that. So mm-hmm. so I get it. You know, I've got I've got those guys that I'm just like, yeah, just get, like get them out of here. Um, Cam Akers is kind of one of those guys for me that I'm just yeah. like, yeah, uh, like I'll take a loss here. I just don't want to have to try and figure him out right anymore. So, yep, I hear that. I, I so, wish I I acquired a little bit of Cam Akers last few weeks before the season started, and I wish I had not. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like gotten out. I remember the moment I was done with Akers, and I was like, sweet, you know, this feels good. And then I started to buy back in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, wide receivers, we've got Alec Pierce, Rondell Moore, Khalil Shakir. Um, I think for me, it, so Eno Benjamin's going to be close, but I think that the number one waiver, waiver priority for me is probably going to be Alec Pierce. It's not a good offense. That's the the big knock. But, I mean, he's getting into the that elite level, you know, 25% plus target share range and mm-hmm. he's playing from behind that's good for wide receivers yeah yeah and against a a, a defense that's really played pretty well against the slot mm-hmm. so far this season and you know just gave up eight catches and 80 some yards like this I, I don't know this 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 feels like it could have legs with Alec Pierce like this feels a little bit like you know, a Hunter Renfro type of situation. Yeah. So the, the what I would say is that that kind of limits the upside. We're not talking about a whole lot of touchdowns. You're just kind of counting on PPR points, um, you know, on, on volume and, you know, a decent amount of yards that come with, you know, that, that type of volume, but it's, it's like slot receiver yards are so much different from, you know, x receiver yards to me like it, it it's it's shorter it's kind of working yeah. in the middle of the field where there's not as much room to to catch and run like i've always kind of hated slot receivers but i just i just recognize you know the the value of somebody who's going to catch PPR, who's, you know, yeah. going to get 10 targets and catch right. eight of them yep. <laughs> you know? yeah so um i to me i i mean i we mentioned Khalil Shakir last week. I don't think that I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I don't think he's I'm tough that. too because Isaiah McKenzie could come back this week. Yeah, and then you still got Crowder out. You've got Kumaro out. Like there's, I don't care about Dawson Crowder, Knox Crowder, Kumaro. Yeah, 
it's just it, like the, it can get pretty crowded there pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, Rondale no, Moore, <laughs> Rondale Moore is going to be a guy that uh, I that I was trying to save us a little bit of time for some. He's a tough discussion. one, man. <laughs> He's such a tough one. Like yeah. anybody that listens to me or follows me has an idea of how I feel about Rondale Moore and his future, you know, um, it's tough though. I, I know it's like Ron, Ron, Ron. I I know if I had a wide receiver or any player that I liked for that matter, that hadn't done anything for say 15 to 20 games, I would be excited about this last week as well. Just the eight targets alone, catching six of them, seven of them. I apologize. He was targeted a little bit more last week. You can tell they want to get him integrated into the offense a little bit or try, and he's being successful with his opportunities. That said, I do still have my concerns. Um, Hopkins is going to be back soon. There hasn't been too many times in Kyler Murray's career where he's had two wide receivers do be viable for us in fantasy outside of this week with Rondale Moore and Hollywood Brown. I don't know if it's going to happen much once Nuck's back, to be honest with you. I, I have my concerns. I, I can see why people are excited. And I can even see why it sounds like I have take lock. But it's been a freaking while since Rondell <laughs> Moore showed up. I don't want to get too excited. Like, really, I mean, it's probably been 17 games since Rondell Moore enthusiasts had anything to talk about. <laughs> so it, it's awesome to see, man. I want more fantasy points out there as well. I am going to still proceed with caution here. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I mean, I think that what you're getting right now is as close to, you know, full strength, full power Arizona offense as, as we've seen in the last couple of years. Um, you know, you've got Hollywood Brown on the outside already. And then, you know, you get AJ Green back and then he, you know, he's going to, AJ Green gets replaced by DeAndre Hopkins when he's back. So, you know, so you're not asking Rondell Moore anymore to go to the outside where he just doesn't work as well. Like you're able to keep him in the slot where he makes his money. And, I, you know, I I think that that's kind of best case scenario for Arizona and for Moore himself. It's just how much upside does that necessarily give him is going to be the question. Yeah. So it's it it and it's a tough one because you know I I mean I I I, I do think that the game that he just had was really kind of prod of a product of that. It was spending most of the game in the slot. But uh, yeah, I mean, how many balls are there going to be to go around is, is going to be the question. I did love to see uh, Dave Wright's tweet though. Who's been a, a, he's a huge Rondale Moore enthusiast and he, I don't know if you saw it, but Mm -mm. he said Rondale Moore played like he was five, nine today. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I do think that's sustainable. <laughs> I I think that there are probably some teams, you know, I think that if you're if you're pretty set at wide receiver, I think Rondale Moore is worth the ad. Uh is kind of a speculative ad. 
just to see, you know, if there is more upside, the stronger this offense gets. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking for wide receiver help right now, I would not want to count on Rondell Moore. No, I think he's a sell. You know, to fix your wide receiver position. Um, Tight ends, we've got uh, Taysom Hill and Juwan Johnson, both with the New Orleans Saints, both very different players. (laughs) Juwan Johnson actually lined up as a tight end most of the game. Um, got the most targets, ran the most routes. I mean, he's kind of the top, you know, the top tight end for the Saints. Adam Troutman gets a touchdown, um, the touchdown reception, that is, <laughs> which brings us to annoying-ass Taysom Hill. I don't think this is going away. Like, this is – it's working too well for them, for them to just bail on it. Like, yeah. our analysis, you know, a few weeks ago was – after week one, it was like, yeah, he's not going to score two touchdowns on three carries every week. He might. <laughs> yeah. Because for some reason, again, it's working. I don't know yeah. why that is. But if it's not broken, don't fix it. I yeah. think they're going to stick with this. And the cool thing is you're getting a quarterback lining up as a running back with a tight end designation. Like, I think that you have to do, you have to take Dude. That. I love it. And I think that like we could even start to segue. I know we got to talk about some priority a little bit there, but you could even start to segue to next week this week. Cause you make me, I want to add a guy to next week this week. And, and that guy's Andy Dalton. Hmm. Okay. Cause he could be the guy. What if, what if they don't go back to Winston? Yeah. I would, I would be this surprised. This team is looking but... better the way they're playing with it now than it That's was true. with Winston. That is true. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's just a waiver ad then. Maybe it's not even next week, this week. I mean, it it, it kind of sounds like you would advocate for him over, you know, Skylar Thompson yeah, or Bailey Zappi. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Unless you so, need the points, absolutely. But, man, Dalton might still play this week. I don't think Winston's back this week. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe maybe that's our guy for uh, a waiver priority. Um, kind of backdoored that one on you, so hopefully you weren't taking notes and have to go back and like, oh my god, I have to go change <laughs> my priority now. Like, yeah. what are these guys even doing? They just told yeah. me to pick up Tyler Conklin and then drop him and <laughs> stand by that one though. <laughs> Let's get to next week this week. Uh, do we need to talk of any more about how much we're going to spend on some of those pass catcher type of guys, the wide receivers or tight ends? I mean, I, I guess we should real quick. Mm-hmm. Just so I think most of these guys outside of like Pierce, yeah, and I think Pierce, like you said, I think he's probably the one you're going to spend the most on. But I don't even think that's a fifty percent guy. Okay, because you could you could still play next week. I mean, you could probably still get Corey Davis for free tomorrow, and <laughs> he'll put up more points. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> but the other... and then I think all like those running backs are about the same too, like ten to twenty percent guys. Whoever's there, yeah. The other thing is, we really should start looking at strength of schedule a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we're at a point in the season now where we know enough about these defenses to know like what constitutes a good schedule, what constitutes a bad schedule. What I do know is that the Philadelphia Eagles have a great schedule for pass catchers uh, the rest of the way. 
So uh, like almost as good as, as it could possibly get. So, you know, I think that there's, there's a, a better move to one of John's buys there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we'll actually just get to that a little bit later, but yeah, L- a- Alec Pierce, I do think that that probably lowers his price tag a little bit, just the nature of the wide receiver position probably mm-hmm. lowers it. What do you think? Like 25%, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's probably like that 15 to 25, depending on how much you have left. And then I might even just wait, man. Yeah. What about Taysom Hill? What would you put on him if you don't have Kelsey or Andrews? I think about the same because even with the big week, he's still kind of a joke to people. (laughs) And I don't think that you have to go all in like that. Man has a family. Yeah. (laughs) I agree, though. Uh, make when a, did the damn circus come to town? <laughs> way to make a hill out of a molehill or a mountain, <laughs> a, a molehill out of a mountain. Is he the yeah. molehill or is he the mountain? Uh, I think it depends on your perspective. <laughs> Next week, Kamara this week. sees a mountain. He's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next week, this week, we wanted to move it uh, earlier so that it kind of coincides with your ads and drops. So that while you're filling out your uh, your waivers for the week, you can also, um, you know, flag or whatever. Uh, some of these guys wait for waivers to clear, get them free now before uh, before next week they end up uh, becoming high waiver priorities. So, and, and we've been we've really pretty we've really been on it with these most of the season for the most part no john's got, really been john like is the spoiler of swag's fun yeah. and so like i'm really concerned now like so what i think is going to happen is rondale moore pretty much anything i think that's been right in the past john somehow kills he's like my chicken voodoo like so now <laughs> rondale moore is probably going to be a wide receiver one yeah. rest of way John decided, hey, you know, I'm really not really happy with this hit that we've had of Gerald Everett. So it's going away. And then Gerald Everett literally goes away. And then he's like, yeah, James Robinson isn't the guy. Like, it's just not going to happen. And then all of a sudden, like, things start to change. And ETN starts to get more and more work. Robinson's kind of slowly fading away. I know that you you spoke of ETN and how you feel about the backfield. It does sound like you believe in James Robinson over ETN if you were the coach. However, you're not. And you chicken voodooed James (laughs) Robinson. Like, man, there was another one, too, that I'm just like, we left last week's show. I'll shut up in a second. We left last week's show, and I'm like, why the hell did we just tell people to get rid of Gerald Everett when he's still getting this volume? And then, like, he gets no freaking volume. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's gone. So, John is uh, uh If you will it, dude, it is no dream. <laughs> rubber chicken or something over there. He's waving around in this show. And, um, what, what you don't know is I'm back here pushing all the buttons and pulling all the levers for the rigged <laughs> NFL. Doesn't happen unless I want it to. <laughs> Joshua Kelly will show up again. The only thing I don't have control, full control over is Swarkly. Hashtag Swarkly. 
That's but still th- just dude, there's got to be something wrong with James Robinson. I think he's probably like going to take a rest. I think we'll see him again. Like I'm oh, definitely yeah. not moving off of James Robinson on the cheap because of this last couple weeks. But nope. <laughs> damn you, John. I hope that what you said about <laughs> ETN this week really helps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Um, all right, so let's start. Let's start. Let's let's go ahead and cur- curse uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, into oblivion here real quick next yes. week this week sam howell is the first guy that i'm adding we, and we've talked about him but we're getting closer to a point where the so there was a, a v- taken very very out of context quote <laughs> from ron rivera when he was asked what's the difference between washington and the other teams in the nfc east and his his exe- his immediate answer was quarterback that's all he said. <laughs> now, like what he actually meant was these other quarterbacks have, have been in the system. They've learned the system. They're fully acclimated. Like he kind of went on to clarify that, but like it just made it sound like, oh man, Carson Wentz is <laughs> the done. first thing he said. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, all he says ex- is quarterback. Think of a way to explain this now. <laughs> <laughs> Just like like the next question you want to ask is like, does he know that you feel this way? Like, are we breaking news here? Right. <laughs> He's like Carson Wentz is like standing off to the side for his for his press conference and just hears his head coach say. Oh yeah, quarterback is our problem. Carson <laughs> Wentz is missing as he's cutting the wires on Sam Howell's brakes, right. the brake lines. <laughs> right. I do think that it's coming though. I I think that uh you know, I I I don't think that that that, that quote was meant to say that we're done with Carson Wentz, that he sucks, that he's the problem. But as this season slips away, it becomes more and more important to get Sam Howell in there and see what you've got before you go into the offseason with a high draft pick and you know, wondering if you have a needed quarterback with some good ones coming in. It's a matter of time before Sam Howell gets in there. And we've said it before, it's going to it's gonna really unlock that offense when you've got a guy who's a little bit more willing to throw deep, you know, who has a yeah. little bit more bravery when it comes to that, you know, taking some shots. Yeah. It's not going to be the, d- the dink and dunk stuff like you've been getting from Carson Wentz. Um, running backs, both DJ Dallas and Travis Homer. So right now, DJ Dallas is the healthy guy. Travis Homer on IR coming back in another week or two, um, most likely. And, you know, it's, it's, it's all just a product of you lose Rashad Penny. Kenneth Walker's not going to take on a hundred percent of that workload. (laughs) He's, he's going to share it with someone for the moment. It's going to be DJ Dallas and then uh, when he gets back, Travis Homer, I think, steps back into that change of pace, third down, pass catching type of role. Um, and then Joshua Kelly, who actually uh, had a had a decent game behind Austin Eckler as mm-hmm. Eckler exploded for three touchdowns. It looks like Joshua Kelly is a backup. Yeah, you know, we we kind of thought that it was going to be um, Spiller. Isaiah Spiller. Yeah. Um, who I think might be injured. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, man. It's so weird. Yeah, 
either way, like it's very clearly Joshua Kelly is going to be the next man up for them. Yep. So and and I mean Horror the regression free. coming for Eckler, like it. I mean I hate to say it because again we might be willing this into existence a little bit, but a lot of times where regression like that for an older running back comes from it's not all of a sudden ineffectiveness it's typically injuries you mm-hmm. know <laughs> like it finally catches up to them so uh uh i'm not saying that he's going to get hurt i'm just saying <laughs> he could get hurt yeah <laughs> so, and it seems like joshua kelly would would take over uh, wide receiver Trent Shurfield for Miami. He's been the third option. Cedric Wilson might be working his way back in, so also worth a speculatory ad. But um, Trent Shurfield has pretty consistently been the number three option in that offense, and that's a that's a good offense that you want a piece of, especially when everyone's healthy. Um, Greg Dulcich at tight end. We talked about him last week. Yep. He uh, he hasn't been activated yet, so you still get a little bit of a chance. That's the only reason we bring him up again. Um, we try not to be re- too redundant on here, but when we get guys like Dulcich and then like this next wide receiver that Swags is going to talk about, we keep bringing them up because the window's still open for you. Yep. And then the wide receiver I was going to mention, John, John alluded to is Jameson, Jameson Williams, probably back week seven after the bye. This team sucks. So (laughs) it's, it's, you have to wonder if they just hold him out a little bit longer too. still the same man for free. I'm willing to add Jameson. I do see his ownership slowly going up. So you'll probably want to do it. And then I added Chuba Hubbard and Dante Foreman to it because they're they're going to be the handcuffs to McCaffrey and McCaffrey's having a decent season right now so I think we're kind of forgetting that bad things can happen even if we don't want them to and that Hubbard and Foreman would be the benefactors if for anything for any reason something happened to McCaffrey at this point yep yeah I I really like the Jamison William Williams one and I don't care about the fact that they were just shut out by new England. I still just think their path to being competitive in what could be a very winnable division. I mean, Dan Campbell seems awesome. Doesn't he? Like he, he brings out that competitiveness and that drive. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's not a ton of offense or not a ton of defense in the NFC North. You know, I, I like green Bay's defense is okay. And the other two are kind of garbage. Like the way to be competitive is to boat race them, you know, Um, outscore these offense, outscore Aaron Rodgers throwing to Alan Lazard, outscore, you know, Kirk Cousins, outscore Justin Fields. Like that's when, when you put it that way, when that's your mission, that feels supremely doable. Yeah. So, so, and if you have the uh, the the opportunity to add another weapon, you know, to to that, knowing yeah, that that's kind of your your goal here, that's what you're out to do is to put up more points. Absolutely, yeah. they're still targeting Josh Reynolds, you know. Yep. So they'll target Jameson once he's on the field. Yep. Yep. 
uh, DJ Chark too. I mean, when he yep. comes back, that's another one. But yeah, I mean, I, to me, I don't, I don't think that they're going to stop throwing. I don't think that they're going to stop putting up points. That was, it was, it's weird to me that Belichick found a way to, I mean, he's, he's the best. He found a way to keep him out of the end zone. Um, but that's not going to happen very often. I don't think. Mm-mm. Um, that's kind of all we have this week for next week, this week. It's, it's kind of a lighter week, but what I would say is now is a great time to look at players coming off of IR. Like this is, this is kind of the time where they're, they start to come back and, uh, get activated and reacclimated. So, yep. Um, all right. So now let's move on to. The rest of uh, the it, beyond beyond just kind of, you know, what are you doing on waivers? What are you doing in first come first serve? Um, here's the rest of roster management, I suppose, for the moment. So starting with some drops, and I'm gonna let you go first. I'm dropping Naheem Hines, hmm. who without Jonathan Taylor didn't do anything. He he literally is a better player when Jonathan Taylor plays. He touched the ball two times out of the backfield, and I think one reception, maybe. I, I could be wrong about that, but really, like, not even viable for your fantasy teams. And this was without Jonathan Taylor. He's he's not even, like, a cheap Giovanni Bernard. Yeah. It, it's just not what anybody really wants it to be on a consistent basis. I'm fine dropping him. And then my other drop is Dalton Schultz. Kind of the same reason. Until Dak's back, I just don't see it with Dalton Schultz. And again, he's just a tight end. We're at the point of Dalton Schultz. You're literally going to do better streaming. So let's just move to that and, and try to put up some points. Yeah. So it, it's another one of those situations where I can feel the listeners kind of yelling at us right now <laughs> about <laughs> Naheem Hines. Um, so I've got to, I've got to say what I know they're yelling right now, uh, which is that Naheem Hines did get hurt. Uh, got his bell rung, gets the the concussion, kind of one of those scary ones where like he gets up, starts jogging away, and then just kind of goes down in a heap again, kind of that punch drunk thing. I still, I mean, I think that the analysis is probably still accurate though. Um, you know, especially when we talk about running back concussions, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's uh, it, it, it could result in some missed time. It could result in, you know, more injury, further injury. Yeah. Not like not exactly re-injury. It's just kind of, it's easier to be concussed once you've been concussed, you know, essentially. So yeah. And Taylor's going to be back right away. Yeah. He's he'll, he'll probably be back before Hines. Yeah. Quite honestly. So, so I think that's fair. Um, but yeah, I think to be fair, I did, I, I, I'll, you know, just because like I can hear Michael Finero yelling at us. Right <laughs> he was hurt. Yeah, he he was. He was hurt. He really yells too. He does. It's he like, gets, geez, you know, I'm wearing headphones right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> Nothing's in a vacuum. It's <laughs> like put your finger up and warn me when you're gonna scream at me. <laughs> hey, Finero. Um, <laughs> So I'm dropping Gerald Everett. I the volume is already going away. It, it, like Donald Parham didn't really even take it over yet. It just 
just wasn't there for Gerald Everett, even with Keenan Allen out. Like they, they, Trey McKitty, I believe, ran more routes. Um, but it just, yeah, they're just first at the moment, it's just a mess at tight yeah. end. And I think that the guy that consolidates it is Donald Parham as he gets, uh, as he works his I'm way back. I'm holding one more week, man. And I'm going to see if those targets go back up to at least like four or five. But I, I'm with yeah. you, man. Like, like we said, top of the show, such a fluky position anyway. Yeah, so I, that's I mean, exactly. I, yeah, it, like I, I, I don't think you have to drop him. I just think that like you can kind of settle into a streaming type of thing. Yep, mine as well. So, you know, if somebody's out there, Evan Ingram is available, or you know, it, drop Everett, start Ingram, mm-hmm. and then you know, just do it again next week. Um, Chase Edmonds, I'm also dropping. Raheem Mostert's officially taken over the that that workload like the full workload <laughs> he's 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 their bell cow it's certainly their workhorse uh chase Edmonds just not really involved at this point and it's it's a fairly anemic offense right at the moment anyways you know now that they're on their third string rookie quarterback you know there's there's only so much meat on the bone for any offensive weapons Certainly not for the backup running back. So mm-hmm. let's just get him out of there. He's basically, here's the way I look at it when I'm trying to think about drops is, you know, in a, a 12 team league with 20 roster spots, which is big for redraft mm-hmm. and kind of small for dynasty, but kind of somewhere right in the middle. So we're talking about 240 players is, Chase Edmonds, one of the top 240 players in the NFL right now. I don't think so. Probably like not. In, or in fantasy football, anyways. No. I, I don't see it. So I think he's droppable. Uh, some players you can fade. I've got Diami Brown, first of all. Two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. It, very cool that he got his rebuttal for uh, to Amon Ross St. Brown. But I think that's probably... I think he's already back word. on the injured list <laughs> is he? as well. I, I don't think he practiced Why Monday. Not? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. yeah I, I'm I pretty mean, sure. To me, I and I honestly like I don't I don't care what his level of health is. <laughs> like he's just kind of not one yep. of those guys that I'm gonna spend a whole lot of time thinking about. Uh, uh like nobody started him. <laughs> right. And nobody's <laughs> like, gonna feel comfortable starting him this week either. Yeah. And if they do, they're going to get the same old goose egg that they normally would have gotten and forget about him again. So, which was kind of a a Mon Ra's point. It's not like he just, it's not like this is a consistent guy who is worth a, you know, what a third round uh, pick in the NFL draft. And then we talked about this at the beginning. So I can just go to the show, I think. Yep. Yep, I'm fading tight end upgrades. I don't think that you can do it. Like, if you can get somehow Travis Kelsey at a reasonable cost, go for it. If you can get Mark Andrews at a somewhat reasonable cost, go for it. But I think those guys are going to be held close to the vest in most cases because of the nature of the tight end position. And I don't, I just don't think that there's anybody else who I would say unequivocally is an upgrade over any other tight end. Yeah. Like, would I rather have Dallas Goddard than David Njoku? No. Hell no. Would I rather have, you know, TJ Hawkinson than uh, uh, Hayden Hurst? 
not at all, <laughs> you know, yeah. even though clearly a better player. Would I, would I rather have Kyle Pitts than Evan Ingram? Not in redraft, not right, right now, you know, <laughs> so it's crazy, right? Like if you can't, if, if there isn't a guy out there who you can just say, all right, he fixes my tight end position, which there's not, then just don't even bother. Yeah. No, absolutely. I'm with you. Yeah. My fades are, it's the 49ers backfield. Tevin Coleman and Jeff Wilson both just had really great weeks. Honestly, I'll take it a step further. I don't even care if you don't play for the 49ers anymore and you went to Miami and your name is Mostert, you're a fade (laughs) as well, just for playing with the 49ers. But Tevin Coleman, Jeff Wilson said a little bit ago, I think Mitchell will be back soon. I think you can ride Coleman Wilson a little bit longer, but man, to have two running backs scoring points like that in one week, even in that offense, it somebody's got a fade here. It's going to be tough to see who it is at first, but I, I'm fading both of them. If you can just move on from them. Yeah. It, it, man, we t- and we've talked about that many times over the last few weeks. Just yeah, like you said, the 49ers running back situation is just not one that you want to rely on. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> some buys and holds, and I'm going to let you start with these. But some players that you either you want on your roster, whether if you already have them, just hang on to them, resist the urge to I quote unquote because. Sell the entire show we've been crapping on tight ends and then you and I both have a tight end here on our buyer holds. Yeah. And, and mine's George Kittle and next to it, I have maybe, maybe yeah. buyer hold him. And man, so he finally gets six targets, brings in five. I bench him. <laughs> and I think that this is probably more like what we're actually going to see from Kittle. Now I think he's probably going to get some of his volume back. And yeah, and, and and that's as far as I'm going with it. I'm not even saying he's going to be the George Kittle that you fell in love with, but I think he's back, baby. I do think he's back, like the the mid tier George Kittle, and I'm going to rely on those targets, not even the yards or anything. But I think that we're going to get five to seven targets out of George Kittle now, and I think he's really cheap for a tight end because everybody hates him. Everybody's looking for a reason to get rid of him, and they just found it, and it's your reason to buy. My other buy or hold is Josh Jacobs, and he's putting up the points. He's been killing it the last couple weeks. They're going into a bye week. I do think if you're in a dynasty format, you you probably do want to get out of Jacobs, and these bye weeks aren't the best times. You know what I mean? But, like, when you start seeing other teams on bye weeks, like the week seven bye weeks, if you do want to get it out of Josh Jacobs, those are your times to start looking for injured players or teams that need to play. But man, I'll buy Josh Jacobs or hold him on my teams and take the points the rest of the way. Honestly, I think that you're going to keep seeing that from Jacobs as long as he's healthy. Yeah. People hate him. <laughs> I know. Listen I just, to John, he's like, yeah, <laughs> But those are just points, Shane. They're just <laughs> kind of what it is. That's the only way right? to explain it away. Like, it's it's if only I volume. Act like... like I like him right now. People won't think I'm cool. <laughs> That's the only problem with Josh Jacobs. <laughs> it's like he's only just... playing ninety five percent of the snaps. Oh, is that it? 
<laughs> I want so badly to to dislike Josh Jacobs, but I mean the way he's taken over that backfield is just it's undeniable. And it's he's only an I, RB one every season since he's win came into the league. I mean, right. I hate that about running backs. Man, and then you watch him run. That's the other thing. Like it, it, it was it was pretty easy to feel like he, I mean, I sold him in a couple leagues, and it was because I don't trust Josh McDaniels. I still don't. But you watch Josh Jacobs run the football. And, I mean, it, it's very hard to come up with, you know, five better, you know, pure runners in the mm-hmm. league than Josh Jacobs. Runs angry, runs hard, good vision, good balance. Like, he's got some, he's, he's got some wiggle. He's got some power. It's just like, this is a complete back here. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. It's, yeah, I like I've got I've got seller's remorse on that one because, you know, as if as, as long as he has that role, he looks the part. Yeah, so it, it was just a matter of Josh McDaniels getting the hell out of the way, and it seems like he's done that. Like imagine so. trading away, and and a lot of people did this or worse, but trading like Josh Jacobs for Clyde Edwards-Alaire a couple of years ago, and all the points you missed just because you're. Like it's not cool to talk about Josh Jacobs and everybody's talking about Clyde Edwards Alaire. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh so we already talked about Hayden Hurst. He's one of my buys or holds. To me, he's one of the one of those tight ends that like I said earlier, I think he's he gives you enough volume that it gives you a little bit of a floor. Yep. So I, I mean I'm not necessarily going to overpay. Because I don't, I still don't know that he fixes tight end any better than anybody else. He's like kind of I, like a tight end version of Josh Jacobs, though. Like super, yeah. like people think it's gross. Yeah, yeah, and it kind of is. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, like, we know what the offense is. We know what his workload looks like. Like, this is all, you know, this yep. it, it's it's pretty, pretty basic stuff. Not overthinking it. I. I don't I think that the the move at tight end is to stream kind of regardless of who you have unless it's Kelsey or Andrews. Um but for those people who are kind of silver bullet type of people, you know, looking for that one guy who just kind of fixes the position, I think Hayden Hurst gives you a better opportunity to do that than most. So, um Dallas Goddard actually would have made it on here too, but instead I'm going to talk about AJ Brown as a buy or hold um, as opposed to Goddard <clears throat> just because, and it's really just kind of back to what we were saying earlier about strength of schedule. Philadelphia Eagles have in an, in a, an amazing uh, fantasy schedule going forward for wide receivers, for pass catchers in general. So I'm trying to get in on Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard as well, but AJ Brown, especially I think is going to have, a little bit of a of a buy window right now after having his worst game of the season. I think he only had 32 yards receiving. I it's you know this you you might catch somebody, uh, you know, getting nervous and trying to get out too early. So I think there's a little bit of a buy window there. And then finally, some sells. I'm selling Dalvin Cook two touchdowns. 
um, that they're slowly turning that into a running back by committee as well. It's just a matter of time before we say Alexander Madison outsnapped Dalvin Cook. That day is coming. Wow. A- Alexander Madison outsnapping a healthy Dalvin Cook. Is that bold? I don't I I mean it probably hits it like it is, bold, right? I see what you're saying. Yeah, sometimes it sounds bolder than it is. That it I mean that's the way that this thing is trending. They want that to be a committee. And they want they want to limit the the amount of wear and tear that they're putting on Dalvin Cook. I mean, I think that they what they would like to do is keep him fresh, keep him healthy for the playoffs. Pretty presumptuous for the Minnesota Vikings, by the way. But maybe that's what they want to do here. <clears throat> but either way, I mean, they're they're moving even more of that workload to Alexander Madison every week. And then Kenneth Walker, and again, I talked about him. The My only reason to sell is just the fact that it's a tough schedule the rest of the season for Kenneth Walker. Even if he has that job all to himself, I don't think that he has nearly as much upside as what you're going to be able to sell right now. I think that, that I think you can sell him on upside that isn't there. I guess that's a better way to say it. I um I I also it's threw a in a one. third one, um, Travis Etienne, uh, who I I probably we did enough analysis on Kenneth Walker, we could have focused on Travis Etienne. He does outsnap James Robinson for the week. Um, I I don't I don't have the stats. Forget it. I'm not even going to try and tell you who he is did the though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We talked about but, it a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he he was a little bit more involved than James Robinson for the week. This is what I mean. Most fantasy players, certainly fantasy analysts have been waiting for (laughs) this is what they've been they've been while james robinson is producing 100 yard weeks every single week there it's just been in the back of their mind even if they don't say it out loud it's been okay but just wait until travis etienne takes almost silly yeah like we talked about too much we talked about this a couple weeks ago that this was going to happen at some point. Travis Etienne was going to have the bigger week, and they were just going to bail on James Robinson and say, "All right, Travis Etienne has arrived." Yep. Okay, time to sell. <laughs> if that's if that's what you think, if you think that James Robinson is completely just has just been completely counterfeited by Travis Etienne at this point then you deserve to be <laughs> parted with James Robinson and be stuck with Travis Etienne for the rest it. of the season. I mean, if they, didn't, coming, if they didn't hate us and start yelling at us as soon as I brought up Naheem Hines, they sure are with our cells. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not going to get any prettier. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear it. I'm just going to... Man... I don't want you to be triggered. We, I just want to be realistic here. Let's sell Jamar Chase. Okay. Who's been a wide receiver three or worse more times than a wide receiver one this season. 
He was a wide receiver one week three. Then he was a wide receiver. Actually, then he went to wide receiver 42, wide receiver 30, wide receiver 33. He did have two back back two wide receiver 33 weeks in his defense. He's currently wide receiver 11 off that big week one. And, you know, it's just he's going to be a stud. He's fine. I'm not worried in Dynasty. You can have him. You can roster him. He's a stud. Honestly, no sarcasm. But he's just a wide receiver. Quite honestly, like you could get these points that he's not giving you if you had 41 other wide receivers week two, 29 <laughs> week three, you know, like 32 week four and five. Like that's that's no joke, guys. Like this is not what I paid for if I have Jamar Chase on my team. The namesake still there. Nobody cares about the points he's putting up or the, the lack thereof. You could go trade him for my next sell. <laughs> Who's doing better than him? And that's Debo. You could trade him for Debo Plus and you could have more wide receiver two weeks. You could have just as many wide receiver one weeks. But even Debo is underperforming with a wide receiver 25 week one, wide receiver 21 week two, wide receiver 26 week three, wide receiver six week four. We did have that one wide receiver one week, just one, same as same as uh, the other guy. I forgot his name. And then wide receiver 37 week five. And that's yeah. Debo. So, I mean, go get Debo plus, and I am selling Debo, but go get Debo plus, and you've already got more points than you're getting out of Jamar Chase. I know that we can't, like, <laughs> know which one's going to have the better week each week, but freaking four wide receiver, three or worse games from Jamar Chase out of five, 80%. <laughs> like, I'm selling. I'm out. <laughs> I don't care, man. Like same with Debo. I'm out on both these guys. You can you can do better, you know. You can go get Hollywood, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Tyler Lockett. I know he's aging. These guys are all putting up better numbers. Weekly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wide receivers don't matter. Sell those studs, man, and split the stocks. Get a wide receiver that's putting up similar points as these guys anyway and 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 a plus yeah i'm out i'm freaking out <laughs> yeah man maybe go get deontay johnson like plus you know yeah aj brown aj brown plus something you'll you'll get you AJ might be brown able to get drake london Jesus. plus like or like you said oh, aj yeah. brown i love that's a great one i was thinking of that when you you had him as a buy you might be able to get aj brown plus for jamar chase yeah you know, so, some of these rookies. Yeah. <clears throat> so but. that's the thing. And and sometimes sometimes it's it's very different analysis when we're talking about one player versus another player, you know. In this case, uh like because it's gonna kinda initially it's gonna hit like Jamar Chase sucks, you wasted your first round pick, all you can do is get rid of him. And that's not I, uh, at least the way I'm understanding it, that's not the analysis here. Like the analysis is he still has, you know, name value that you can capitalize on that. He's not necessarily going to live up to in terms of production. Like, I think that he can be fine the rest of the season. I mean, I, in fact, like I, sure, I, sure. It can't yeah. get worse. <laughs> like. <laughs> 
He can't get worse, but um so you're partially right, and I don't want to get like too cute here and have the people thinking that like uh, we're trying for something here. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, actually, you did completely waste a first round pick on Jamar Chase, whether it was in your rookie drafts last yeah. year or your redrafts leagues this year. And John, I'll I'll take it a step further. I do not remember the first time or the last time, excuse me, in any format that I've wasted a pick on a wide receiver in the first round. Yeah, years ago I did it with Megatron. That's kinda... I did it one time with uh and and again years ago, but it was um Andre Johnson. Yeah. That was the move. I, I mean, and back then, the wide receiver position looked very different than what it does right now. And that's that's the big, the overall overarching point to all of this. But yeah, there was a time where, like, if you had the if you had the turn, the one two turn, and you went Andre Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, like you just you owned, you know, the uh, like ninety yeah. percent of the wide receiver scoring in yep. your league. Yeah. So like, or like back then even going, cause you could back then, I remember like going like Johnson, um, Andre and, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And people are like, what the hell? And like, and and today I'd probably be like, what the hell? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But But now there's no reason to, you know, like back then there wasn't a reasonable, replacement for andre johnson if you didn't have him i mean you were just kind of behind the eight ball at wide receiver at all yeah. times but so that yeah, doesn't am, really exist i'm like, definitely even not with... worried about jamar chase the talent though or anything yeah. like that but yeah uh, just no reason to have and, spent that capital on him yeah this is probably more of a redraft take anyways it's yeah. like dynasty is i, I yeah it's it's going to be hard to sell jamar chase right at the moment but i mean i think you still can i think it's still fine to sell him for a you know a young wide receiver like you said drake london plus like i think that's a reasonable move to make even in dynasty you know it's going to be a big plus yeah but yeah and the closer you get to jamar chase's actual value the plus will be smaller but i would do it with a lot of wide receivers right up the board depending on what that plus is yeah yeah um so did we get them all i think we got everything right nailed it nice nailed it again yeah that's perfection right there we did our part all that's left for you to do is to go and execute